This past week, we had two traditional Christian days of remembrance. On Thursday, November 1st, we had All Saints Day, which is a time to commemorate all believers in Jesus, current and past, both those that are known and unknown. And then on Friday the 2nd, it was All Souls Day, which is a celebration of those in Christ who have preceded us in death and are now part of what is known as the Church Triumphant. The church on earth is called the church militant. The church in heaven is called the church triumphant. Many churches celebrate all saints and all souls on the Sunday following these Christian holidays. So today we recognize and honor the faith of all believers and most especially those who are now with Christ and await us in heaven. And in doing so, we recognize God's faithfulness, his faithfulness in the past, in supporting and encouraging and calling people to himself and also his promises for blessing in the future. In a little while here, we will be having our communion service, and communion is probably the best example of how we look to the past when Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for us. But we also look to the future when he will return, and we will receive the blessing of his great sacrifice for us. So this morning, I want to consider a couple of different passages of Scripture One of them I've preached on before, and which I'm sure many of you know by heart, which is the 23rd Psalm. The second, from 1 Thessalonians, is a passage I often use in memorial services, and I will, 23rd Psalm I will not put up on the screen because I'll be reciting it, and most of you know it, but then we will look at 1 Thessalonians as we come to that. But first, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. With the possible exception of John 3.16, this is probably the best known scripture in the entire Bible. I've preached on the 23rd Psalm before. Some of you who are here will remember a series that I did called, Do You Believe It?, In that sermon series, I started with the 23rd Psalm, and I asked very simply, do you believe it? Do you believe what it says? Do you believe that the Lord is your shepherd? Do you believe he will provide for all your needs, that he will guide you to green pastures, lead you beside still waters, restore your soul? Do you believe he will guide you in the paths of righteousness? Most especially, I ask if you believe that you do not have to fear Even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death itself, you do not need to fear because the Lord is with you. He is there to support you, to protect you, and comfort you. I ask at that point if you really believe this amazing thing that the 23rd Psalm promises, that God loves you, he will provide for you, and preserve you. I hope some of you remember that sermon. Many of you were not here at that time. It's available online if you want to go to the uh, LPC Chapala website. That sermon was the first time of many times that I emphasized that as Christians, we cannot be both people of faith and people of fear at the same time. 
Those two things are mutually exclusive. If we are the people of faith, we cannot live in fear. A number of you have mentioned that sermon to me over the years, remembering when I challenged you whether you really believed the Lord would support you when you were threatened and afraid, and especially as you faced pain and death. And now today we celebrate those who have gone before us into heaven and are present with Christ, knowing that many of those suffered opposition and many even terrible persecution because of their faith in Jesus, and yet they were supported in him. You see, it's very easy to say, yes, I believe the Lord is there for me to protect and guide and comfort me when everything is going well. To say, yes, of course I believe the Bible and I believe the promises of the 23rd Psalm. It's easy when things are good and light and warm. But what about when things are not so good? What about when we are persecuted? When our hearts are heavy with grief and loss? When we are exhausted and trying to hold back tears and to keep our voices from quivering with grief? Or when we are facing death? What about then? Do we believe it then? Certainly our congregation, like any congregation, has known its sorrows. I've conducted what seems like far too many memorial services over the last nine years that I've been here. And in every case, we grieved as a body. But we also celebrated the victory of a brother or sister who has now gone beyond the point of pain and is in the loving presence of Jesus. But still, we do feel the pain of grief and loss. The scripture tells us, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. The 23rd Psalm is a Psalm of David, and we remember that David grew up as a shepherd, caring for the sheep in his father's flocks before becoming, being chosen as the king over Israel. This Psalm remembers the peace and security the shepherd provides to his sheep, using it as an image of God's love and care for us. You see, Sheep are weak, they're defenseless, and they're generally foolish. They are unable to care for themselves, unable to protect themselves, unable even to know where to go without the shepherd leading them. When we feel the pain and loss that is part of human life, we especially are like those sheep that David is writing about, or at least like those sheep would be if they've lost their shepherd. Vulnerable, uncertain, exposed without clear direction. This is natural. It's what people feel like at times of grief and loss. But the 23rd Psalm tells us there are very important ways in which we are not like the other sheep. That is, not like all the other people in the world. As Christians, as children of the great shepherd, God has promised that he will take care of us, that he eventually will make everything right for us, We have that assurance even in our times of greatest grief and trial. The Apostle Paul addressed the same thing in his passage in Thessalonians when he wrote to the Thessalonian church about to make sure that they understood about death and what was coming later. This passage is from 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, and we'll look at it on the screen. Paul writes... Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. 
According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Again, I believe the critical point in this passage from Paul, just like in the 23rd Psalm that David wrote of, is that we Christians are not like other people. Because we know that life is about far more than physically being alive and that real life does not end when we die. The struggle, the spiritual battle that we all experience, especially in times of trial and illness, is how we deal with the suffering and the inevitable struggle that precedes our death. You see, most people fear death because they fear the unknown. They're not sure what's going to happen when they die, and it scares them. But we do know, we have been told clearly what will happen to us. And it is the resurrected Christ calling us to himself. You see, death is the great enemy that we all must face at the end of our lives. Death is that sword that hangs over all people. The most terrible mark of what it means to be fallen creatures. Our sin introduced death into the world. And the fear of inevitable death and the unknown that follows death for most people controls people's lives in many sad and desperate ways. But the question for us as Christians is whether we trust God enough to face the approach of our death with faith rather than fear. With the assurance that our loving God is in control, that he loves us just as much and perhaps even more if it's possible as we approach the moment of our death. I feel I recently have been given an increasing understanding of what this means. Many of you know that I have not been feeling well since Carolyn and I returned from Europe. And actually, I wasn't feeling well during the entire three months that we were traveling. Since then, I've been seeing doctors, and I promised many of you who have been asking that I would tell you when we discovered what was wrong. This past week, we got the confirmed diagnosis that I have stage 4 cancer in my liver and lungs. The oncologist was very honest with us. There is no possibility of a cure. We can only address the symptoms and maintain a quality of life as best we can for the time that I have left. And we don't know yet how much time that will be. God promised all of us that as we seek to love and serve him, he will help us in the midst of illness and grief and broken relationships, and even as we face imminent death, as we all will eventually. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God himself promised to give us strength and peace and comfort, even as we face death. And God is keeping that promise. I can honestly say that as I recognize the approach of my own death, however long I will still be here with you, I have concerns. I am concerned for Carolyn. I am concerned for the church. And um, I would desire to continue to lead the church. 
but I have no dread or fear of my own death. I have no doubts of God's loving control. There is no sense of why me or what did I do to deserve this. None of that at all. Because I am not a person of fear. I am a person of faith in Jesus Christ and that sustains me. I have made that choice and so the option of giving in to fear is not an option for me. I know there is a shadow of death hanging over me and over all of us. But I also know even more clearly that I do not have to be afraid of it. And that is why whatever happens, I will win this battle with cancer. At least the spiritual battle. I've told a story before about Barry McGuire. Barry McGuire was um, a folk singer in the 60s. He did The Eve of Destruction was his big hit. And then he became one of the very first contemporary Christian musicians. He tells the story of a friend of his who had been diagnosed with terminal cancer and given six months to live. And Barry McGuire was leaving town to go on a nine-month tour in Australia and Asia. He's on the phone with his friend, and his friend says, Barry, you seem uncomfortable. And he says, well, I am. I don't know what to say. While I'm gone, you're probably going to die. His friend said, you know, Barry, in six months... Either I'm going to be miraculously healed or I'm going to be face-to-face with Jesus. As far as I'm concerned, it's a win-win. That's very much how I feel. I believe God and I believe His promise. I believe it with my whole heart and I know I will experience the last part of God's promise in Psalm 23. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's the conclusion. Here's where all the trials and tribulations and testing, all the shadow of death that hangs over our lives, all the enemies that might wish to oppose us, we are destined, despite all of that, for an eternity in the presence of the Lord, where there is no more suffering or crying or mourning or death. God has promised He will take care of us. He will protect us. He will keep us from fear. He will lead us through trials when they occur. He will keep our enemies, even the enemy of death, from defeating us. Nothing can ever overcome us. The gates of hell itself will not prevail against God's church. If we keep our faith and trust God as his children, the sheep who are his flock, and if we really believe what the great shepherd promised us, I believe that with my whole heart. And when I arrive in the presence of my Lord and Savior, when I am freed from pain and from this battle with cancer, I hope the Lord will say to me, well done. You see, I believe the Lord's promise. By the way, I'm not not choking up for myself. I believe that the Lord is my shepherd. He will love me and care for me to be with me even up to and through death. I believe the Lord's promise and you can believe it too. There is no need to be afraid. Amen.